What's up, everybody? My name's Garrett, and we're here for another midweek release. Uh, I'm here with GC. Um, we're going to do a lot of great things today, just like we did last week. We're going to ask GC some questions completely under the radar. He has no idea what to expect. We just want to get a little bit know, know a little bit more about GC and, and what he's up to. Uh, we're also, GC, you can talk about a little bit more, man, but you're going to do a bourbon tasting of Castle and Key, their weeded bourbon. Tell us a little bit about that before we do a tasting. Yeah, absolutely. So just got back from the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and we went there for the Kentucky game. But one of the coolest parts of it was while we were there, Castle and Key did a very special release of their very first weeded bourbon. Let me grab that back here. So if you know anything about Castle and Key, they have a rich history. The distillery is in E.H. Taylor's old castle. And so it's the old Taylor distillery from back, back, back in the day. It was abandoned for years and years. And then Castle and Key bought it out and they started making their bourbon there because bourbon takes two to five years to start getting that first batch. They just had their very first bourbon release earlier this year. And then following in those footsteps, they released their weeded bourbon, which is aged uh, a few years or a couple months longer. Um, wonderful stuff that I hear, but I haven't got to try it yet. So I'm excited. I do want to make one quick shout out. So um, the first day that I showed up at Castle and Key, I missed the release. They were all sold out of the bottles. And so the next morning, I got up super early. My good new friend, Patterson Smith, he rode with me. Uh, he's a realtor out of Charleston. Wonderful, wonderful man. Shout out to Patterson. He is a member of the Alumni Association and a, a generous donor at USC. Love the guy. So he and I drove up there. Our good friends, Paul Miles and Andy Brown met us there. We waited in line for like, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half and almost freezing cold weather. But we got the goods. We secured the bag. And now I saved it so that we could try it on camera for you guys for our midweek release. And GC, uh, you know, just for the people who don't know, are you someone who's into weeded bourbon? Is that something that you're into or are you trying something new? So I do enjoy weeded bourbon. It may not be my favorite. I think the high rise are usually my favorite. Um, my wife, for example, loves weeded bourbon. Weeded bourbon, and I'm glad you asked that, Garrett, if you're a fan of Weller, this is going to be something that you would probably enjoy. Weller is a weeded bourbon. Maker's Mark is a weeded bourbon. Pappy Van Winkle is a weeded bourbon. And so there's a lot of cool weeded bourbons out there. So I'm interested to dive into this. I'm going to go ahead and pour it. Um, it is interesting to note that it is 100 proof. So I assume it's going to be pretty easy to take. That's small stuff for you, GC. <laughs> I think so. Um before I sample it, this is what I'm expecting. And we'll see if I'm right or wrong. I'm expecting it to have a sweet overall profile. Usually heavier weeded bourbons are a lot sweeter. So I'm thinking that it could be maybe a little bit more of a dessert bourbon for me. But I'm afraid that it might be a little young, um, a little underdeveloped just because they haven't been around long enough to properly age their bourbons. I think this one's around like a four, five, six year, no, no longer than a six year. And so cheers. Let's cheers. give it a, let's give it a try. Um, I'm going to start by taking the nose and, and see what I pull off of that. Ooh, it smells like a dessert. It smells like if you walk into like a, a donut shop, maybe a Krispy Kreme, there's like 
a heavy vanilla, maybe like a, a nice like glaze smell from it. It really does smell like walking into a bakery. So I might be right on the sweetness. Well, and GC, before you before you take this drink, I know in a couple of episodes ago, we did an Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. You know, you mentioned it as a sweet bourbon. Does it kind of smell similar? Is there a little bit difference in them or, or what, what would you say? Yeah, just going off of the smell, it is very similar. I would say the Toasted Barrel had a little more spice. Not as in it was less sweet, but if you think about it, the toasted barrel, the the nose on it gave me a, I don't want to say pumpkin spice <laughs> because I don't want people to think, oh, you know, just a bunch of white girls on here talking about pumpkin <laughs> spice, but that type of sweet spice, um, this is a little bit less pronounced and certainly not spice at all. Um, I think honestly, the best thing is just if you think of smelling the warm Krispy Kreme donuts, that's really what I'm pulling off of that. So let's give it a give it a shot now. Wow. Okay. So I was on the money. It is very sweet. It is (laughs) extremely sweet. The best way for me to describe it is if you are used to drinking a dry wine and then you go to that super sweet, like Welch's grape juice wine. It's almost overwhelmingly sweet. There is a lot of sweet on that. It's good, a nice finish, but it is a little young. I would say that they've got something really amazing here. If it's aged for another three, four years, you get to like a a nine or 10 age, this stuff is going to be outstanding. So I am excited. I got to try it. I will be continuing to sip on this. I'm not like Garrett. I don't just chug it all at once. Um, <laughs> so Garrett's a little closer to his college years than I am. So I'm going to take it nice and easy throughout this episode. But I think based on the questions that I asked Garrett last week, I may need some bourbon to help me get through my question section. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> I mean, 100%. These are questions that GC has no idea about. And I'm excited to uh, to dive into those. It's going to be a little bit of Gamecock Athletics questions. GC and I are a little bit geeky, a little bit nerdy. So there's going to be some nerdy questions in there too. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. Okay, GC. So question number one and getting to know GC first five questions. Okay. First question is, if you were stranded on an island for the rest of your life and you can only choose one bourbon to sip on, what are you choosing for life? Oh, that that is a heavy, only one. that's only a heavy loaded question it is. because no matter what I pick, I'm going to offend someone. Um, <laughs> these controversial food takes, controversial bourbon takes. And I think that Absolutely. I would have to go with Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare 10-year. It is not my favorite, but it is one that I can drink consistently. I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. There is a reason that if you look around our bourbon library right now, we have like six bottles of Eagle Rare unopened because we won't even open one until we have at least three or four ready to back them up because that is such a quality just just absolutely overwhelming bourbon. Just so good. I think that would certainly be it. I would miss the high proof stuff. I mean, I, high proof is my favorite. I would miss it. But Eagle Rare, I think, would certainly be my number one desert island scenario. Well, and I was kind of surprised with that, GC, because I kind of thought you were going to throw out an Elijah Craig there. I mean, I know you love Eagle Rare, so definitely learn something new about you because I thought you would have said a higher proof Elijah Craig right there. I thought so too. So I might change my mind one day, but <laughs> I, like I don't know. Something something about the just everyday drinkability of Eagle Rare. 
yeah. mean, maybe I can mix it with some coconut water or something if I was on this like random island. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll find something good there. The higher proof stuff I feel like might would dehydrate me quicker. So Logic. let's go ahead and stick stick with that Eagle Rare. Awesome, man. And then, you know, uh, question number two, right? So last time you asked me if I needed someone to make a big run, who am I choosing in South Carolina running back history? I'm going to flip it to you. If you need a catch, right? Let's say, you know, we're in the national championship and SEC championship and you can bring back one former player to make a catch. Are you, are you going to choose Alshon Jeffrey or are you going to choose Debo Samuel? Neither. I'm going Bruce Ellington. Bruce Ooh. Ellington, the most sure-handed yes. wide receiver. He's he's not going to be the flashiest player. He's not going to be one that goes up and just has these spectacular moments like Brian Edwards or someone, you know, like like you yeah. said, Debo or Alshon. But when you need the big play, you needed the sure-handed catch to save my life. I would absolutely trust Bruce. And shout out to Bruce. I, yeah. I hope that. I hope he listens. I hope he's a fan because we are huge fans of his. Yeah. No offense to Debo. No offense to Alshon or any of those other guys, but Bruce 100% is my guy. Well, and I can't even believe that I'd even mentioned Bruce. So we're big fans of him. We, we talk about him. I think it's so cool that every time that he's ever mentioned in a state, in our stadium, we just yell out Bruce. Like he's just, uh, he's <laughs> still he's that guy. <laughs> like he's that guy. So that, I mean, awesome, awesome answer there, GC. Um, question number three. Okay. Let's say, so you you were in Kentucky this past weekend. You got yep. first access to the team. You're able to hang out with some coaches, able to see some players. So this is going to be kind of a tricky question. I hope that you can answer it. Okay. Let's say, let's say for your birthday party, you were invited to a paintball tournament, right? Okay. <laughs> who, who would be the four players that you would want on your team? The four players. That's going to be your team. Okay. This is, this is good. This is good. All right, so I gotta pick um, my my guy Zach Pickens as my number one. Hundred percent. I feel like he would be a great anchor. I don't know if he's got a you know a good shot or not. Right. Um, he is a massive human being. I I have met him before, um, seeing him in the hotel this weekend, but seeing him walk by. It was insane. I mean, this guy is for real. His size is incredible. I know he's even bigger and stronger now than he was when I saw him a couple of years ago. And so if nothing else, I'm pretty small. I could hide behind Zach. <laughs> so, so I might use that strategically. Right. Um, I also, you know, got to, got to talk to Cam, um, Cam Smith. I think I would definitely pick Cam. He is one of the most athletic people on the team. I would say, you know, outside of maybe Jaheim Bell, he may be the most athletic player on the team. He does not. And it's amazing because people are, are putting him in potential being a, a top, you know, top round draft pick, maybe even top 10, top 15, something like that. But I still feel like he is undervalued. He is oh, yeah. someone who absolutely is going to exceed that potential. And honestly, I think once he gets in the league, he's going to be like JC Horn. He's going Correct. to be like Debo, someone who just really proves themselves. Um, I think for other two, I got to go with Austin Stogner. This guy is incredible. He's such a cool guy. He seems to be really friendly with fans. I didn't get a chance to meet him, but that's a guy I would pick. You want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say just one thing on Austin Stogner. Uh, he is also from Plano, Texas, which is where I was from before I moved to South Carolina. So shout out Austin Stogner, just a Texas kid. Um, love where he came from. Absolutely. And you did you say four or five? Yeah, you get you get. Well, I'll be fair. I'll let you choose two more. I'll let you okay. slide in two more. 
Okay, I want to I want to go for some some young guns here. Okay, I I think the next one has to be Corey Rucker. Uh, Corey is going to be an absolute star here. I promise that. I know that with some injuries, he hasn't had a chance to show himself off. um, But but just knowing his personality, how he recruits for the team. I mean, that is a team player. That's a guy that I would want on my team to represent us no matter what the sport is. And he is freakishly athletic. He's a person that can make a play. I'm excited to see him with the ball in his hands. And then the last one, which could be a surprise, maybe not if you know me pretty well. I got to go with Landon Sampson. John Sampson's kid, man. I love John. I love Landon. Um, Believe it or not, they actually visited us on our our very first event and incredible people. I think that Landon is also going to be a person who surprises a lot of people. And so certainly that would be the way that I would go. If I was going to have an honorable mention, of course, I'm going to go Tonka, Tonka Hemingway, but that's the honorable mention. Yeah, and I love Tonka. He he is he is one of my favorite players. And also, just before I ask the last two questions, I mean, shout okay. out to GC. Just a shout out to GC. Um, he actually, in our first episode that we ever recorded together, uh, mentioned Tonka Hemingway as being his breakout player of the year. It's very rare that GC is just hitting on these sports takes, but I did need to shout him out because that was so spot on. Um, and, and shout out to him for that. So, awesome hey, stuff. I appreciate I appreciate that. And just in case you didn't hear episode one, the reason I said that is not because I'm a genius. It's because I specifically asked Coach Lindsay, who is the guy that you think is absolutely special, who is not getting the attention from the national media? And he said, without a doubt, Tonka Hemingway. And now suddenly... I look like a genius, but it's just because I'm listening to Coach. <laughs> hey, listen, man, that's not a, that's not a bad person to get information on. Okay, that's right. Um, okay, two questions left. Okay, so we are big fans of Game of Thrones, right? So oh, yeah. I've got to I've got to ask you, GC, if you were around in that show or if you were in that show, what house would you be? Wow. Okay, so that that is an excellent one. Excellent. Um, Wow, you really yeah, I'll admit you you put me on the spot here gotcha. for sure. Okay, so I've been watching House of Dragon. I probably would have said Targaryen until I watched this. And I just <laughs> I just, you know, I, I'm not attracted to my cousins or, or siblings, so so I'll probably stay away from that. For the same reason, I'm probably gonna avoid the Lannisters. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, I mean that that's just it. Um I'm gonna kind of go off here and say something maybe unexpected. Um, I think a lot of people would probably choose Stark, which would make sense. But I'm going to go Baratheon, because if you remember the good king, Robert Baratheon, that dude stayed drunk. That dude had a good time. And yes, he died from, you know, spoiler alert, uh, being drunken out there hunting and stuff. And I'm not a hunter, but... I feel like that that's the way to go. So I, I think that Baratheon is certainly the way that I'm going to go for sure. I, li- I mean, I like that. I was not expecting that because of House <laughs> of Dragons being on. I thought you were just going to say Targaryen. Um, I, I mean, what other house has dragons? I mean, that I think that's just the coolest shit ever. Um, I mean, and, you know, would you cousins? No, I mean, I, I would be, I would be a Targaryen that wouldn't mess with my cousins. But I mean, okay. the dragons so, are just the coolest thing, right? Like. The, I heard, and this didn't come from me, so I don't need you know people hating on me. But I heard people say that Clemson fans 
would be Targaryens because of the cousin love. So that's that's just all I heard. That's all I heard. I I'm, I will I will not claim that. That's just what I heard. All I mean, right, I next question. Can't, can't argue with facts there. All right, GC, save the best question for last, man. Okay. If you had so let's say you had to choose five members from our Gamecock Bourbon Society, who would you start a bourbon distillery with, and why? Mm, how many? Five. You get five. Five. Okay. Um, so I I think it's cheating for me to pick you. I will yeah. say that you're you're yeah. already included. Right. So yeah, this yeah. is you and I. We're assembling a team right. together. Right. Um, that makes it a little more fun anyways. Right. I, I think one of the picks would certainly be John. I need John to help us with the creative side of things, get 100%. things going. And you know, spoiler alert, we've we've talked about maybe in the future, in the next couple of years, we maybe we could do something like that. Or we could, you know, open a whiskey bar somewhere. And so if that's something you might be interested in investing in, people, let me know. Um, me, Garrett, and John would be some great people to pair up with to do that kind of venture. But that's besides the point. I digress. Um, I think Paul would be another guy that I would want. Having spent you know this entire week almost with him, he's just an outstanding person. We Love we Paul. really vibe with each other. Um, I think number three absolutely be Jake Johnson from JNF. Yeah. Jake has become an outstanding friend of ours. He has this business savviness, but he's also just a down-to-earth, cool guy. And he also has the connection with whiskey that he could get us some of those inside information. Um, I think number four would certainly be Stavi. Stavi consistently reaches out to me with encouragement. And I he also knows bourbon. But more importantly, we need somebody like him just to keep morale high, just to keep everybody encouraged. He is 100% the most encouraging person I've ever met in my life. And that is, it, that is not an insult to anyone else. We have no, so many people that right. encourage us, but this dude's amazing. I want him on my team. What I was going to say just before we talk about this last person, I mean, you're right. Shout out Stavi. He actually sent me um, some encouragement. I think it was, it was yesterday. Um, just, just you know, DM me on Twitter. and was like, hey, man, just checking in on you. And we need more people like that in this world. Um, Stavi is incredible. So I just had to say shout out Stavi. Um, GC, who would be your last person? This, this one's hard. Okay, this one's hard. Um, there's a few people that... I could throw in that that I think would be outstanding with it. Um, I might would pick like Miss Hopkins would be a good one. Um, Chip and Aaron, both of them would be wonderful people. Right. Of course, Eddie is another person that comes to mind. Um, so many incredible people, but I think I'm going to go with Jen. And, and there's a reason I think I have to go with Jen because she understands how breweries work. Correct. She she knows the ins and outs of that. She also has connections within the Gamecock circle. And so I think just her expertise with that. And just so you know, I'm including Kevin with 100%. that because they're they're a package, a package deal. deal. Right. And so, you know, his ability, you know, he he's into the tech field. And so I think he could really do some great things with us for that. And so that is my five, one hundred percent. Let me recap that. I got Stavi, I got Jen and Kevin. They're together. I got Paul. I got Jake Johnson. And then who is uh, John? John? Yes, sir. I got John. I mean, that that's a superhero team. We're going to launch one hell of a distillery. <laughs> 100%. And, and that's that's the bourbon Avengers right there. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that would be a great group. I mean, I, I love that for sure. <laughs> All 
So it is safe to say that Garrett certainly put me on the spot this time and he got his revenge with some really good questions. Um, we just want to thank you for being a part of our midweek uh, sessions. I mean, we, we have fun doing this. We love recording the long format podcast. That's where we can be a little more serious about some of the, the bourbon history and we can talk about some of the football takes, but this right here is just fun. We can show you our personalities because this is us. This is how we interact with one another. And so thank you for joining us with that. We're going to continue to do this. Um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be able to do some some questions for John Moore. Um, I, I've kind of already started thinking of how we can put him on the spot. So Garrett and I are going to really kind of collaborate on that. And we might actually bring in some other random people to to hit them with some random questions. But we want to keep this lighthearted. We want to keep it positive. We want to keep it fun. I want to say shout out to Gamecock fans for the support of this team. Let's make sure we keep it going. Let's make sure that this Texas A&M game is a sellout. Garrett and I, we're going to be there. Find us. Come take photos with us. Let's promote all types of positivity from Gamecock Bourbon. And the last thing I'm going to say is make sure that you check out the video log from the Kentucky Bourbon Trail that is actually launching in just about an hour here. This video I'm recording will not be released until the next day. So it's already out. Make sure you go to our YouTube channel, Gamecock Bourbon, and you watch this video. It's going to have a nice cameo from Garrett in there. But basically, I just go over what the Kentucky Bourbon Trail was like. This is part one of two. So please enjoy that. And from Garrett and I, all we got to say is go Cox. Go Cox.